Hello and welcome to Radio Talk. This is David Noble in Delgetti Bay and welcome back to the first show of 2019 uh, and I'm delighted to have as guest on the show today uh, Patricia Anderson from the Give Them Time campaign. Uh, welcome to Talk, Patricia. And just to start off with, um, could you give us a kind of brief background uh, to how and why your campaign started and what it's all about? Sure, no problem. Um, basically, the campaign started in June last year in 2018. Um, I had found out in late January 2018 that um, about parents having a legal right to defer any child who is not five by the school commencement date in their local authority area. I had thought before that that it was just January, February borns. And, you know, speaking to people, most people were under that impression as well. And the distinction is that it's January and February born children have an automatic entitlement to a continued year of nursery, whereas the sort of mid-August, invariably local authorities set their, their school start dates then. Um, that mid-August to December cohort, um, they, they have the legal right, but they don't have the automatic entitlement to the funding. So um, through talking to people, we started to become aware of, wait a minute, this is different processes and different local authorities for whether you might have a greater likelihood or not of getting that continued funding should you apply for it um, and through sharing stories like that that's how the campaign emerged in June I set up a Deferral Support Scotland Facebook group in May 2018 and through that that's where people started to share their stories and the campaign emerged a month later And can you just give us an idea about the, the current uh, goals of the campaign and the kind of key arguments that you're putting forward to to those in power and to parents throughout Scotland? Absolutely. We are the campaign for a further year of of nursery funding for all children deferring from the one start in Scotland. We want that to become an automatic entitlement um, because we we think that it's only fair. Often those children... um, the September to December borns in that cohort, they're not entitled to start nursery until January after they turn uh, three. So they've only had about a year and a half of nursery and they're not entitled to any more. So they've had the least amount of nursery. And then if parents choose to take up their legal right to defer them, then um, if they're not granted the the continued funding from their local authority, they have to finance that themselves when they've already had the least amount of nursery. The the independent think tank Reform, Reform Scotland did a report on this a couple of years ago and they felt that it was unfair as well. That was their recommendations for change to the government as well. Um, It's called the Early Years Lottery. And basically we're looking for a more uh, transparent, consistent and child-centred approach where parents are sort of listened to, taken seriously and um, their legal right to defer is is, is taken as the most important and the overriding uh, decision when local authorities are choosing to fund or not. And actually we we think that at the moment, some local authorities are, are automatically funding or funding 100% of these requests. Why can't all of them do it? And uh, I noticed on your, your blog, and maybe tell us a bit about your blog in a, a moment, but um, saying that there, there's evidence there that, uh, and without going into, I suppose, particular cases, but there's evidence um, through yourselves that parents have been receiving possibly incorrect information. 
Yes, I think there's a great deal of misunderstanding on this, whether it's malevolent or just ignorant that the information's not been passed on accurately from the people that parents expect to have that information. We don't know, but we think that we have an awareness raising job through this campaign to um, inform parents about their entitlement to to defer if if they believe that's the best interest of their child. Um, We did a survey a few months back and 559 parents in Scotland completed it. We didn't send it out through our channels, we sent it out through one of our supporting organisations, the National Parent Forum of Scotland, and we asked parents which birth month they knew that children had a legal right to be deferred in, and 80% knew about the January-February cohort of those 559 parents, but only 16% knew about, on average, from August to December, born children could be deferred, and we we don't think that's right, and that's what we're trying to change with this campaign, is is one of our aims. (coughs) And you touched on the, the Reform Scotland report. Um, don't know if you want to maybe tell us a bit more about that, and also um, other research uh, that, that you've, you're kind of drawing upon, or that you've discovered maybe nationally and internationally that supports your arguments. Yeah, well, we don't tell parents what to think. We um, support parents to find out the information that um, can help them to, to find out their rights when they have made a decision to defer. Um, Upstart Scotland is a campaign for a a kindergarten stage to be introduced in Scotland and and sort of following the Nordic models of successful kindergartens there. They believe that that would be the best way for children to learn up to age seven. Um, A lot of our supporters um, and followers are are followers and supporters of Upstart Scotland as well. But that's kind of incidental. That's not our core aim. And we we just want to get the information out there to parents. And if they come on the the Federal Support Scotland Facebook group and ask questions, uh, even if, you know, we want them to be honest and open and not feel that I have to say I'm deferring and only ask this question under that guise we want them to feel comfortable to say you know I'm really not sure here what's made your decision it's a very sort of um, parent led or um, we have early years staff on the group as well and some primary teachers uh, we, we want it to be a sort of grassroots campaign we don't tell people what to think we support them to to um, listen to other people to get voices um, together to share ideas and then you know respect and, and support their decision once they've made it and so just at this point, Patricia, can you tell us a bit then about your, your kind of presence online and, and how people can engage and, and find out more information? Yeah, sure. So we have the Deferral Sports Scotland Facebook group. Anybody can request to join that. Um, it's set up to put people in touch with others, trying to find out more about deferral issues and also potentially in their own local authority area. We've recently set up Facebook Messenger groups within that Deferral Support Scotland group so that um, people can get together in local authorities because it's very, very different depending on where you live. Um, about I think it's seven local authorities have funded 100% of these um, discretionary deferral continued funding requests for nursery in the last few years and whereas others are you know particularly low. Um, other presence online we have is the website www.givethemtime.org where we um, have the key information about what the campaign's aiming to do, who our official supporters are. We've got a lot of national support from, for example, um, the National Parent Forum from Scotland, Connect, uh, Upstart Scotland, Reform Scotland. The, um, there's a few more on there as well. We post a weekly blog on that, which um, people have submitted to us to write about their perspective on deferral. Sometimes it's a nursery manager, sometimes it's parents, um, all different sorts of, of, of blogs have gone up and that's just to try and you know, keep the, the campaign going every week and have something weekly and relevant to post on it. Also, the website contains information about um, what 
parents or early years staff can do to try and take the campaign forward if they think that, wait a minute, it isn't fair at the moment that so many local authorities don't automatically fund this when other local authorities do. It is a postcode lottery and more parents and early years staff deserve to be informed about what the rights are. Um, we're actually, we have a template letter on there and we have all the contact details for local councillors and encouraging people to write to them in the first instance to try and um, get it raised within the local authorities awareness and potentially go to the education committee there for discussion for future approval uh, and again without referring to specific examples patricia i'm just wondering through your, your campaign so far have you found out any kind of reasons or, or maybe regarded as, as, as valid arguments you know politically or, or financially or otherwise as to why um, the picture is different in different local authorities well, going back to the, I think it starts with the change in the sort of workforce demographics that is, is potentially led to this culmination of this, this sense of injustice at the moment that a lot of parents are feeling. In 1980, when the Education Scotland Act uh, came into force, most women were not working. There wasn't a, um, 16 hours of free childcare for age three to five-year-olds. We're in a very different situation now where, you know, um, every local authority has a statutory obligation to provide that for three to five-year-olds. And quite a lot of of the workforce is made up of both parents and a family so it's not the same um, it's not simply a case of okay you've not got the funding you'll stay at home for that extra year if we want to defer you there's a lot of economics involved now which weren't there previously Do you think you've got anywhere with this in terms of um, you know those that are, are running local authorities um, you know has there, have there been examples of where you, you feel that you've effected change at the top as as well as with individual families and their own circumstances well we're certainly getting a lot of interest in terms of listening to our case um, just before we've uh, well, in September last year, Falkirk Council changed their policy. I can't take any credit for this. It wasn't anything to do with the campaign. It's completely incidental. But they've gone from being a local authority, which uh, prior to last year had funded something like 50%, I think, of um, these continued funding requests for a further year of nursery for discretionary deferred children. Um, and last year they funded 100% and they changed their policy in September so that going forward, any child from September to, with a fe September to February birthday will be automatically just approved for that with a ticky box exercise on a form no sort of um, process involving you know uh, submitting an application form of sub sub uh, supporting evidence from you and a professional and getting the nursery manager and potentially the associated nursery head teacher if it's attached to a school and then going to a panel uh, it's, they've made it very very straightforward but in terms of the, the response we've received to our sort of lobbying we've um, met with COSLA the Consortium of Scottish Local Authorities which represents the voices of different local authorities when negotiating with the government. They've listened to our requests um, and I believe they're trying to take it forward to their members to discuss. And then we've also met with Marie Todds, the Minister for Children and Young People in December to, to submit our case for consideration as well. And the Children and Young People's Department at the Scottish Government are liaising with COSLA about potentially looking at how this might be something that could be done in the future or certainly certainly looking into it anyway without sort of making any great commitment. Um, different people have had different responses in, in local authority areas to their communications with councillors. That's been very varied at the moment, but we're optimistic that if we keep 
pursuing this, keep drip feeding, keep sort of, you know, communicating and with the, the numbers that we have growing in the, the Federal Support Scotland group, which we're almost at 800 now. We've had 150 new members just in the last few days alone. And um, I, I think that our message will be getting out there and that hopefully change will come soon. And we were speaking beforehand, Patricia, but you're saying that this is a, a, a very important time of year for the campaign. Can you just explain why that is? Yes, uh, most local authorities, David, have their school and registration weeks coming up either this week or, or next week, I believe, in January. Edinburgh and Glasgow had them in November and the rest of the country, I believe, is this month. So it's uh, it's it's quite a heightened time in parents' minds about, well, am I going to register them for deferral? Am I going to be sending them to school in August? So it's it's quite a... You know, an, an emotional time for parents, and a, a you know a sensitive time and a difficult time for some as well, because they're just you know pulled in different directions by their feelings on this. And just finally, you know, what can we look out for uh, in the coming months then for the campaign? I, I suppose that you know, as you're saying about Falkirk changing their policy and such like, I suppose as, as things change over time, that the campaign possibly changes as well. So, how how do you see things going um, throughout 2019? Um, well, first of all, this week we've been releasing um, inf- freedom of information responses to all our requests to local authorities about how they deal with um, discretionary deferral funding applications for extra year nursery, how many they've supported in the last years. Um, we are continually encouraging members to write to their, their councillors, to ask uh, to also write to their um, education committee chair in their local authority. We're hoping that these... Um, Facebook Messenger groups, which are putting people together in a local area, not just the overall Facebook group, which is a national representation, that hopefully people find support in it there in terms of um, the information they need about what what to do and um, how their authority works, but also down the line when the time comes and they feel a bit more ready, if not already there, um, is is to continue lobbying for change there so that not only they can potentially benefit this year, but down the line other parents can benefit in years to come because there's another factor at play here as well. I don't know how familiar you are with um, the new policy, but in 2020, next August, there's going to be a rollout of what's called the 1140 hours of free early learning and childcare, and all local authorities are going to have a statutory obligation to increase their current provision, which is 16 hours a week during term time for three to five-year-olds, to 30 hours a week during term time for three to five-year-olds. If we don't get this sorted before then, it's going to be a much more difficult argument to make once it's 30 hours for them to fund instead of 16. So we're really charging ahead, driving driving forward to make changes this year. And um, we're very optimistic that we've got the support and we've got the credibility and the evidence behind us to, to really get people listening who can make change for that to happen. Patricia, thank you so much for taking uh, time out today to uh, explain the campaign to, to listeners and uh, the very uh, best of uh, fortune with that. And uh, we'd like to extend a welcome for you to come back on Radio Edutalk at any time in the future. Thanks again. Thanks very much, David. Cheers.